Welcome to Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends, A Woman's Guide to Life. I'm Laura, coach, yogi, wife, mom, crochet queen, diet coke aficionado, and obsessed with England. And I'm Kristen, a recovering professor who loves crafting, organization, wine, cooking, and a good to-do list. We've been friends for over two decades and have seen each other through lots of life. Each week, we share our perspectives on life and what we've learned so far. And to let you know, you're not alone being in the thick of things. So glad to have you as part of our D3 community. Let's jump in. everybody. Welcome back to this week's D3 Deadbeats, Divorces, and Dividends pod. It's Laura and Kristen. Hello. <laughs> I guess I could say my own name by this point. It's okay. Yeah. Before. I don't know if I should keep introducing you or what we should do, but you know, I need no introduction. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're, you're in it now. So you're one of us, one of us. It's good. Well, what are we talking about today? We um, and I think this idea for me, Kristen, kind of stemmed from just everything that you and I have collectively had going on, really, always, but really, really over the last like 12 months, 18 months, we've just had a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. And I feel like we are, I'm just going to toot our horn here. We are an excellent example of how to support your people when they're going through things. Because, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you and I collectively are running the gamut from losing family members, uh, crazy job stuff, switching careers, switching careers, um, just all of it. And it's heavy and it's really hard. And we've done all of this not even living in the same state. And it's, and I know we've mentioned this before, but we used to live like four minutes from each other. Mm-hmm. So absolutely not being in the same state um, is a little bit harder. And I'm the kind of person that like, yes, I have several friends, but I don't want a, I always feel like a burden, which I think is just normal. Like I know you feel that I've been talking to my therapist a lot about this. So yes, <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely feel that you feel that. And um, in our families, Laura and I are both like the people that help everybody else in our family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I think that I don't want to explain that to all these people. Like I have friends that I've had probably 10 years that don't really know the extent of my life unless they mm-hmm. listen to this podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. But like Laura already, you know, she knows it. She's, you don't she's have had to go into the backstory. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and Joni that's on the podcast is that same way for me. She knows everyone in my family like you do. And you two are probably like my people. But you're exactly right. You don't have to go into, well, let me explain who grandpa was to me. And then I need to explain the dynamic between my dad and I. Or you just don't have that. And I think that is important for sure. Well, and it's hard because without that backstory, it's hard to understand this story. And then it makes you feel worse because like, I don't like talking about it's not about feelings. I'll talk about feelings, but I don't like talking about my life. Mm -hmm. I don't like putting it. I mean, I am now, I guess, but um, I don't like having to explain it to people because I, some people really don't know the difference between like 
empathy and sympathy. Yes. And so when you're going through a shitty time, you get that like side head of like, oh, are you all right? And it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm not, but I don't want to explain to you all the reasons why. And you also don't want to relive all of that trauma, Over. right? It just, Over. yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to text somebody with, I mean, you don't have to have context, you know, I can just, yeah. I can send you a meme and it explains everything that I'm right. going through at that moment. Right. I showed you a meme this weekend about being your grandparents' favorite. <laughs> you you we get it. Like, well, here's the, you know, and I mean, I said the same one to my sister because it's hilarious, but you know what I mean? It just, you don't have the same um, content, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I think. And so I think that, Kristen, what you said about the text, like that is really where I would start this discussion is how do you support your people? I think the first way you have to do it is to support them in the way they need to be supported. So for you and I, I think it's just that little, like, I'm going to send you a meme and let you know I was thinking about you. Or like, I see this funny joke and I immediately know that's your sense of humor and I'm going to send it to you. And, you know, there have been times when I'm like, can we talk on the phone? Knowing that both of us are not phone talkers, right? Like we don't... Not anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're just... It's, it's okay for that to be a text message. Whereas I have other people in my life, like Alex hates talking on the phone too. So he would rather me just text a like, you know, I've been gone on a trip. He would rather me just text him, just landed at the airport and then like word vomit on him when I get home rather than call him every night on my trip and tell him what's been going on. And so I think that's huge. And just knowing, I mean, and sometimes when you're in the middle of traumatic situations, like I'll use my mom passing away as an example, I do not have the capacity. I was literally just listening to a podcast about this. That's really fresh in my mind too, but I don't have the capacity to retell what's going on with me 18 times. So I well, I appreciate hearing from you. I don't want to be on the, you know, like I'm not getting anything about being on the phone with you because I'm having to re-explain, you know, how many times did I have to tell the story that I was in the UK and I got a call from my dad and we tried to change our flights and we couldn't, it wasn't worth it. And, you know, and all of that. I had to tell that story so many times. Whereas you knew I was gone, knew that I debated about that for weeks, you know, that kind of a thing. So just coming at people how they want to, you know, some people don't even call me, don't even text me. If you want to, you know, leave something outside my door or, you know, I, I've done that for friends. Like, I'm just going to leave this in your mailbox. Please don't even respond to this text message. I'm just letting you know it's there. So just kind of, yeah. When your mom died, um, I we were talking and so you told me what was going on and you know what was happening. And the first thing I did is get on Amazon and send you snacks. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Because you knew that's what I would need in that situation. And I'm not, you know, you're not going to know that for everybody, but like you said, I I've really come and I won't go into it right now because I'm still living through some trauma that I'm going through, but it's really become clear to me that I kind of have these tiers of friends and not that they're bad, but I just, I have the like the top tier, which is, you know, every single thing that's going on with me, I'm going to share it with you, even if it's God awful ugly. Then, you know, I, and I probably have like three or four people in that tier, maybe. And then I have people that I adore, 
but I just don't want to go into it with them. You know what I mean? We're still good friends. I would still do anything for you. I just, and then it kind of goes down from there into please don't ever call me or be in my consciousness ever again. So it just, you know, yeah, it's tough. When my uncle passed, I texted like two people and Mm -hmm. was like, and I think, um, for me, it was hard to even like send that text, but it was like, you know, Laura, you're my person. I just want you to know what's going on. And immediately like Laura knows that when my uncle passed away, I would become my brother's guardian. Like Laura knew that my life was about to change in some way, but she didn't push me. She didn't call me. And we used to be phone talkers back when we couldn't text. (laughs) Back when they were 10 cents a text, man, times were tough. Um, but we, we've, now, if one of us says that we need to talk on the phone, it's probably not for a good reason. It's because right. we just need to like word vomit. Right. Or but, there's stuff we don't want to put in a text message or. Good point. Yeah. Sometimes there's stuff I can't convey. Um, right. and it's just easier, you know? So like, I think she knew well enough. I would reach out if I need her. I will say when I was going through my divorce, Laura had two small boys. Mm-hmm. She has her and her husband are just like ridiculously like cute, but they also troll each other <laughs> like hard. It's the secret to a healthy marriage is trolling each other. Yeah. We do it too. You've seen it. I mean, you just witnessed it before. I did. I did literally podcast. before we hit record. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I kind of picked that, like, do I, do I talk to Laura about this or do I talk to another really good friend that isn't married and like, right. you know what I mean? Because, right. I don't ever understand like going to people that are happily married and being like, here's why my marriage is shit. Like that's just awkward all around. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you have to pick your people, not only that you support, but that you let support you. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so good because it's, yeah. Cause we have someone mutual in our lives and you know, someone we know. Okay. So this is not the two of us, but we witnessed this happen. Um, someone else went through a very traumatic breakup that I think they're still going through. And this mutual person in all of our lives started making comments about, oh, it'll happen for you. Someday your prince will come. And she still holds, that was like, what, 10 years ago? And she's still, that is still stuck in her craw, that that was how that person, I don't blame her, chose to support her in that moment and And a core memory of that person for a big handful of us yeah and you know it just because when we talked about this in our last episode but it was one of those backhanded compliments like i'm so happy this is gonna happen for you and i will put in an editorial comment here i try not to do that so i hope i've been successful like i don't want to shove my love in your face if i'm if you're going through a tough time and i hope i've not been that person but never never (laughs) Um, but we all know people that have done that right like it's yeah well and like god love laura so she has been my maid of honor not once but twice (laughs) she has put up with my two ex-husbands who they're somebody else's problem now but right um i've heard it upward but she but she rooted for me the whole time you know what i mean like she was there for me um and that's the kind of person like 
for those of you that watch Grey's Anatomy, when she's like, you're my person, that's, Laura's my person. Oh, I can't say about you. Because it's, you know, and I don't know if you even remember this. I went through a really bad breakup in college. And same thing. <laughs> you were like up my ass trying to like, you know, make me feel you left me a note. Are you still alive? I love you. <laughs> That's what I needed at that moment in time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. What I think is so like cool about our friendship is that like we know when the other needs us like somehow instinctively mm-hmm. like, yeah. or, you know, I know what Laura needs to buy on Timu because I just saw it and I sent her the link. Like, well, yes. it's like you literally did that to me last night because I had something and I was a little bit bummed out about it. And at that exact moment that I was starting to like spin about it, you sent me pictures of your dog. And I was like, <laughs> I just need a face right now. And it just, you know, it, yeah, it, I agree with Which, that. I guess this is kind of like a sidebar, but I, I'm just like, I have to talk about this again. So Laura and I both spoke to a medium when we saw each other recently. Oh my God. And I have we to are bring still this. Shooketh. Yeah, I am shooketh. Um, Both of our husbands don't really buy into it. I will call him my husband a lot just from here on out so you are aware. I've been engaged forever. I'm going to make it legal one day, but just know. Yeah. Um, so anyways, both of our husbands don't seem like they really believe it very much. But I have to tell you, one of the... There was a bunch of stuff this guy said. We could do an episode on... Oh my... I, I thought we should do an episode on that because maybe have him on. Yes. But the one thing I want to point out of this, though, is he said, I feel this... And he just met us both in person that mm-hmm. day. We don't... We're not in, connected on social media. Nothing. Like, nothing. we don't have this person. Um. And he said, I can feel this like spiritual connection, like a reason that you and Laura are supposed to be in each other's lives. And I'm like, to record a podcast, mofo. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he was like, you just have this connectedness that I saw when I came in and I could feel it. And I was like, you're right. And then that made me cry. I went and told, I don't know if I told you this, I told Debbie about it. And I was like crying when you were in the reading (laughs) because I was just like, you know, because Laura's family, I... Yeah. That's the other thing. She knows my family. She's met my family. Same with her. Um, her mom was her mom was amazing. And I got to I got to meet her and be around her and go Black Friday shopping with her. Yeah. Uh, so I think that when you get that deep in a friendship, mm-hmm. you can sense when the other needs you, even if we're not near each other. Yeah. Yeah, because you just, you know you start to think about it like you would someone in your family. Oh, Kristen has this going on today. I better check on her. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we communicate enough to kind of know what's going on. Or, you know, I'll put, you'll post something on Facebook and I don't mean you're vague booking because no, but you know, you'll post and I'll just, I'll pick up on a little something in that. And it's like, okay, I better check on her today. Or, you know, that kind of stuff. It just, yeah, you know. I will say Facebook has become a, uh, my way of I don't like air my entire you know life on there but like when my uncle died instead of me having to tell people or me not tell people and then them ask me about him or something and I lose my shit um I just post on there like you know he passed away here's what happened and I kind of keep especially because a lot of my family's on there Mm -hmm. that's how I keep them updated without having to like interact with them yeah because it's just easier like I don't want to explain my story 50 times right right. and you know and 
and I feel like that with the with the tears of friendship too, it's like how real you get with someone, right? Like I, you know, I'm a pretty open book to everybody, but I also, my therapist described it as you need to come, especially if you're going through a hard time that people seem to want to know shit about. It's like, you have to come up with an answer to questions that are not people's business that they're going to ask you anyway. So I heard X, Y, Z about you or, you know, just because people have no boundaries, right? So you have to find your people and kind of what that boundary is with them. So like you, I'm like, what's this spot on my butt? Like, you know, it's <laughs> that kind of friendship or like, I um, I can't remember the comedian's name. There's a comedian and he talks about refrigerator rights. Like who has refrigerator rights at your house? Meaning who can walk in, get stuff out of your fridge and you don't even think about it. Well, I'm happy to report like we are that house for a lot of our friends. And that makes me happy. Like everyone feels comfortable at our house. Everyone wants to kick their shoes off, you know, that kind of a thing. But then again, I only let a certain number of people come over to my house. It's not like you know, it's an open house on Friday night. Everybody can come over. Like, no, I mean, if you're invited to stay, like you're in. We, we you, I was like, hey, uh, we're having a bed issue. So we're bunking up together over the weekend. You were like, cool summer party. Definitely wouldn't do that with most of my friends. So it's, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the way when you were, because Derek's like, are you gonna, you know, stay with her? I'm like, well, yeah. And so I was like, I'm taking over our son's room. And then I was like, oh, just kidding. I'm gonna sleep with Laura. And he's like, really? I was like, it's Laura. Like, that was just like a shrug. Like, right. I mean, because we've also traveled and had to do that too. So it's right. not like, you know. Yeah. And we but, are both people who love a, our own space, for sure. But again, we're good enough friends that we know how to interact with each other in a hotel room if we share one or, you know, that sort of a thing. So it just, yeah, I think you have to to find that support. And I, I think with with helping people, like you can't just like, oh, let me fix this for you. You have to kind of approach your people the way you'd want them to approach you in that situation. Or maybe that's not going to work and how they want to be approached because my idea of help and your idea of help may not be the same thing. So, yeah. Well, and like some people just don't want to talk about that and you have to recognize that. And I think the thing for me is when somebody vaguely tells me what's going on, I don't know if it's because I'm supposed to ask more questions and like let them speak or if it's because they don't want to give me the details. Does that make sense? Like, no, I don't yeah. always, are you, are you, are you pick up on when? Yeah. Or do you just not want to talk about yeah. it? Yeah. Like, do you want me to ask more questions? I find that a lot. Um, especially on like Instagram, um, somebody will DM me and ask me something and I'm like, well, I need more details or they'll tell me something. And I'm like, do I just like, like your comment or do I respond with a question? Cause like, especially in my fertility journey, I've had women respond and be like, well, I have that problem too. And I'm like, do I thumbs up this? Like, what do I say back to you? Right. Right. Do I ask you? And then I'm like, it's not my place, but you invited me into it. Right. So I just started know. this conversation. It's all a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of my thought on it. Yeah. 
But to even with that, like, I feel like I know you well enough to know, like, we will talk about it if you want to talk about it. And otherwise, like, you know that there's a standing order that I'm here and available. And, you know, and I've leaned on you in those kinds of ways here lately. It's like, okay, I have this going on and you know I have this going on. And there have been a couple of times I'm like, I really need to talk to you about this. Or like, I'm spinning. Can we, can we chat? But otherwise you're not like, please give me a daily update on this, you know, stupid thing that's going on in your life. You know what I mean? And and I appreciate it. And I feel like a lot of my close people have kind of done that with me. And so hopefully that's the, that's the vibe I'm putting out in the world. Is I will talk about it when I want to talk about it. Otherwise, I don't want to talk about it. So yeah. I'm the same way because I, again, it's just like, why do I have to keep explaining? And when, and I think a lot of mine, I mean, maybe I'm therapizing myself here, but I think a lot of mine is just from growing up in a family that wasn't like all my friends' families. Mm-hmm. So then I didn't want to talk about my family. Yeah. You know, like I was raised mostly by my grandparents and that was weird. It's not weird anymore. Right. I mean, there's tons of kids with their grandparents or living together. But I think that the older you get, the more people that... Now that doesn't mean that if you're a shitty friend, I'm going to keep you in my life forever because you've been around. Like that's not how this works. Longevity is not a... I mean, I have friends that I've known for 20 years, but you know what I mean? It's okay. They don't have to know. <laughs> I've known you for 20 years. That's all there is to it. Exactly. And yeah. I think part of supporting, you know, somebody, especially at a distance is just trying to pick up on things and see what's going on and then reach out when that person might need it. I'm a big one to say, like, here's some snacks. And when you want to talk, I'm here. <laughs> That's kind of how I operate. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, and I I feel like I talked about my therapist on every single episode, but you have to, as a friend, also recognize like this person needs some help. You know what I mean? Especially if they're not willing to get that help or the thing I think that turns me off of people so quickly is if all you want to do as my friend is bitch about stuff and you don't ever do anything to try to get yourself out of that. Like, you know, you can complain about not being able to find a job, but then you're like, well, I haven't really applied to any. I don't have tolerance for that. And I don't have tolerance for that in, in life, but especially with friends. Like, if I have chosen you to be my friend, you are above average in life. <laughs> and so I need you to act accordingly. And so it's, you know, I stuff like that, oh. I think, turns me off of helping people. If I can't, yeah, people that are just like always in the same situation and they like want you to give them advice, and you're like, Well, I've been doing that and it clearly doesn't help. So, why do you keep asking me? Yeah. Like, send out a newsletter with all the things I need to know and we're good. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. That's an, and you know, when you said that, I thought of another one. The person that when you have something going on will tell you, Well, I already went through that and here's how I got through it. That is not friendship either. Like that's a tier yes. right at the bottom. I cannot, or the one uppers. It's like both categories. Like, well, at least you didn't have to. Somebody actually, when my uncle died and I was driving back and forth and doing all this stuff, somebody actually said, well, at least you didn't have kids to worry about during this. And I'm just like, cool. Just throw some more fire. Yeah, it just like undermines your feelings. Like feel your damn feelings. You're going to feel how you feel. And there's there's a difference between, between what I'm talking about and 
like actually feeling your feelings. You know what I mean? It's yeah. If you're not looking for a job because you have a bunch of traumatic things happening, that's a different conversation than I just don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was beneath me Mm -hmm. or, you know, the other stuff. Yeah. Sorry, my dog just woke up. She was not happy that I somehow woke her up. I see Peach back there. That's fun. Yeah, you can see her butt. Yeah. And I think, too, just making sure, like, don't make yourself available to friends if you really aren't available. That's also a frustrating way that people have supported me in the past. Like, anything you need, I'm here. And if, you know me, Kristen, like, if I've plucked up enough courage to ask you for help and then you don't, never again. We're done. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is something that probably makes our friendship strong too, is that we we do mean it when we say it. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I won't say that shit to like anybody. No. You know? I mean, n- not to keep using my mom as an example, but like we never had a discussion of like, Kristen, it would be really great if you could come to mom's funeral. And you were just there. Like you just knew you needed to come. And, you know, same thing, like, you know, I'll tell you, let me know the details of this and we can, you know, take care of it. Or yeah, it just, it's hard to ask for stuff sometimes. So, you know, just knowing what that person needs. And maybe it's just a a text that doesn't expect a response, like taking the heart out of it. Like, I'm thinking about you. Please don't respond to this unless you want to. Done. And that's one that we've sent many times, like... Yeah back and forth. And I think sometimes when you know somebody well enough too, you can kind of like, like I'll play, what would Laura do? So (laughs) when your mom passed away and we had been talking when you were still in England, I think I just, you randomly texted me and I'm sure Joni going back and forth. And I just checked in, like, did you make it home? And then I just got the information for her funeral and was like, if I was Laura, I would want me there. So then I went, I didn't even text her to say I'm coming because I didn't want to her. Well, and you and Joni both, it was like, you rallied the friends that you knew would want to know that and would, and knew who would want to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I didn't contact any of our sorority sisters, but like, you know, they all came. And so that, you know, just those little things, I feel like, you know, even if they're not, in that tier of friendship of like the, you're the first person I call, you know, still knowing that they're there, still being friends with them, you know, but being that rally, rally cry for that, I think is, is cool. Well, and I think that when you are at your worst, you need certain people. Mm -hmm. There are some people that no matter what they do, it's it's not going to help you. you I need 18 opinions on how you should deal with it. You need the three most important opinions on how you should deal with it. Yeah. And I don't need to know how you dealt with it. I mean, not you specifically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't need advice and backhanded compliments and all the other things. Like I just, sometimes I, I mean, like we do this, we will send novels to each other about some shit show and just be like, I don't expect you to comment. Just... Mm-hmm. Can you fucking believe this? Yeah, yeah. Because, and that's what I think is important too. With most of this stuff, it's it's so big and it's so heavy. You, Kristen, could not do anything about my mom and my grandpa passing away. You are not God. You could not like, <laughs> change the course of that. 
you know, any job crap that you've had. I am not your employer where I can fix that. There's just so many things that we can't do anything about, but you can just be there for your person in the way that they need somebody there. And, you know, I think that's huge and hard to find. And I I think too, I, I thought of this as we went instead of at the beginning, but this isn't like, we have the best friendship in the world and blah, blah, blah. Although we have never had a fight. I would like to point that out. Because I think that's huge for females. We had one that was caused by a third party. Oh, yeah. And then we both called each other crying about it. I can't believe we're upset. Yeah. Because there's, to me, there's just not a point to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why would you fill your life? Life is dramatic enough. Why would you? And I feel that way about Alex, too. Like, we don't really fight. We'll have disagreements, of course. But why would you spend your life living and and being married to someone that just causes you drama and strife and all of like, I just don't understand that. And I know you've been at that point too. And, you know, I know you joke about your two divorces, but like you got yourself out of a situation that wasn't good for your soul. You know what I mean? It's taking those other people out of it, like just that conflict and that drama and stress, like it's, you have complete autonomy and even with family members. And I know that doesn't get said often enough. Well, I hate when people are like, well, but their family, but their family is not an excuse for poor behavior. Nope. And it's not easy. And it's super messy to cut people out of your life that cause you stress. But if you're happier at the end of the day, do that. Like it just, yeah. It's, It's not worth it. Like, I remember I had a friend coming out of college that, like, was just kind of, like, friend adjacent to me, but she mm-hmm. was friends with everybody else. Yeah. And she was always around. And I finally was just like, I don't have to be friends with you. Like, everybody yeah. else can be friends with you. Right. I don't need you on my Facebook. Right. I don't need you talking to me. But also, in that situation, you're not guilting or stirring up stuff between your friends and her. Because, I mean, we've had that situation. Like, it just, it's not something we ever talk about because we don't need to. So, it you doesn't, know. We don't make it feel awkward and stuff like that. We, <laughs> I think, I don't know if we said it on here. We were just talking about this recently about how we actually have friends that, like, we love and the other ones just kind of myth about (laughs) like it happens yeah and that's you know it's fine you are your you are Kristen and I am Laura we are not the same person (laughs) we don't have to make the same decisions we you know all of that and so I think and I think I'm gonna tie that back to what we're talking about too like I have really approached that with all of my friends anytime they're going through something tough and maybe it's something like a divorce or a really bad breakup or something. It is not my job as your friend to keep grinding the the you know the knife in deeper as to what you're going through. There's no point in me telling me, you know, Joni, and I don't think she might be sharing this, like she said that to me multiple times, like, why didn't you tell me that that this was happening? And I always say to her, because you would not have listened to me. So I don't, you don't need my opinion on something you already know is not going the way you want it to. I'm just here to support you in whatever happens in that decision. That's what friends do. They support you. Right. It's not, you know, it's not your parents giving (laughs) 
opinion on their, on your spouse or whatever it is. Like it just, that's not my role in your life. So that's not what I'm going to give you unless you specifically ask me for that thing. And then, okay. I think that's why we work though, because when we tell each other stuff, it's not so that the other one can be like, let me solve all your problems. Right. And I'm also not your judge and jury. So, okay. That's exactly it. And I do have people in my life that I know if I tell them anything, it's going to come with, well, here's what you should do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't need that. Unless I said you, Kristen, tell me how to fix this. What, What the hell do I do here? you know, how how do I tackle this? You know, that sort of thing. I am um, a lawyer with her. And when she is like spinning out like Taz, I can usually like, okay, well, this isn't that big. Like, let's break it up. And I think that just comes from working in education where I have to take these big topics and break them down into little things. I think that I've just learned to compartmentalize every aspect of my life. Yeah, well, and I think that that is a good a good trait to have because I, you know, for the longest time was, and I won't say I was just one, like, and and I will say that in everything, I don't, this is probably not going to come out correctly. So hopefully my meeting comes through, but like the Laura on the podcast is the Laura at work, is the Laura at home. And I had no separation of boundaries between those things. So that led to overworking constantly on my phone doing work things you know not being able to relax those kinds so I think compartmentalizing is so positive in the way you do it because it's like okay you're you're just breaking it off in bite-sized pieces for me sometimes and you know and I don't do that for you because that's your strength I'm more of the okay let's dream baby what are we gonna do here like let's get out of the day today let's make this happen let's manifest (laughs) you know that's that's my strength and so I feel like my strength is taking all of that and going all right well you just threw 72 things at me but I'm going to figure out how to streamline this you're like but who's paying the electric bill for this dream that's what I want to know so yeah it's it's a good balance and not that I can't get things done and I'm not practical but I'm really I'm I'm in the middle of discovering that side of myself so I think that's why it's so fresh in my mind but yeah just you know giving your friends what you need I was, I, and I'm going to have to tell her that we're talking about her so much on this podcast, but I was talking to Joni about something and I was like, I just want this thing to end as quickly as possible. And Joni said, no, I would fight it to the bitter end until they tell me that there is nothing left to fight for. So that's kind of the difference in our personality. So it's like, where do you find that happy medium of, I am looking for peace and I want to just move on versus I'm going to fight this until there's nothing left. I think I've just come to a point in my life where I'm like, I know what I want to fight and what I don't want to fight. And so, and I have this like, I think it's again, it's from the criminal justice. I have to look at both sides. So I always have send follow-up questions when you're like, because what's going on? I'm like, all right, well, I need to know this yep. so that I can understand why, because I'm the why person. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that either. Like it's, you know, we need, we need all of these things. So it's, yeah. I, we just all complement very well. Like a hundred percent. And I mean, truly, if you don't have these people in your life, I don't want to say like go out and find new people, but <laughs> I mean, just be, be clear with your people on what you're looking for. If you don't want to hear 
18 tons of advice. Like start prefacing that conversation. I just need to vent. Mm -hmm. Okay, then I know what I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? But if it's, I really need this fixed. Okay, well then let me connect you with what I think you should do. So, yeah. Well, and I don't know. I was like kind of zoning out and thinking about the fact that Something else that makes you such a good friend is that I can bitch you and you don't just go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I cannot stand that. Like, that stinks, those kinds of things. Can I, okay, let me throw that in. Worthless platitudes are not the way to support a friend who's going through really hard stuff. Like, nope. I, I can't remember if it was this episode or the last one when someone says, everything happens for a reason. No, no. That validates all the crappy things that happen. I mean, it's great to if something positive is happening to you, but if, and, and that's the thing, these things happen to you. You do not cause everything negative. I mean, it's life, right? You don't, what if there's an earthquake? I can't say, well, if you wouldn't have jumped on the ground and caused the earthquake, it, <laughs> you know, that that's not logical. And so, yeah, that everything happens for a reason. I'm like, you know, I promise it's going to work out. You can't promise shit. What, right? what control do you have over that? So just supporting, you know, like, okay, you've done that with me. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna get better, Laura. I know it is because you are putting in the work, validating how I am working towards making it better, or helping me see how far I've come since X point. You know, those those mm-hmm. are the types of things that are helpful to somebody. Or just validating, like, it really sucks. This really sucks. I mean, I've said that to you. It's not fair. And I really am sorry that it's not fair. I personally am not sorry because I didn't do anything to cause that situation. Exactly. But but I am recognizing that it's fair and I'm sorry that it's not fair for you. Because again, it's like a judgment-free friendship. When you know everything, there's just nothing that yeah. changes it. You know, like I can't think of anything. I mean, I'm sure there's something, but I can't really think of something that like you could do where I'd be like, well, F you, I'm done, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're way too tied together. I mean, that, that, yeah, but but I also know that you would never do anything like that. So, exactly. you know, there's no deal breakers to be had in our friendship because, yeah. Like, you're the kind of person that if I walked into a room and you stopped talking, I would never think you were talking about me. Mm-hmm. Like, and that speaks volumes because you right. know exactly the kind of people that I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and and we've all been in those situations when you know you're being talked about and it's gross. Like, it's just gross to have, and I'm sorry, women should not be treating other women that way. And if you're a woman that's doing that, give me a DM because we need to have a chat and I'm going to give you a little Laura justice, but it's just not, like, it's not, again, why go through life? Like, what is missing in your own life that you have to treat other people that way? And the older that I get, the more I start closing in my friendships. Like, yeah, I, I would try about the that tears. That's exactly what it is. Like, cutting you off that tear. Like, the stairway's closed, baby. You're not coming. Yeah, like, I've booted people off. I'm, we still have to clean your Facebook someday. But, like, I've booted... like, 450 people off of there. But, yeah, I just... Good job. Yeah, I know. I know. Super popular. Um, But I think I've just... I would like to make friends where I live, but I even said to Derek, I was like, how, like, 
I don't mm-hmm. want them. Cause he's like, don't you want somebody closer? And I'm like, eh. so we are like a little under four hours apart now. It is not a hard drive though, unless no. there's Indiana construction. Which and where do you meet people in your thirties and forties? Like legitimately i mean i have <laughs> somebody this week said to me dating in your 30s freaking sucks and like yeah i could see that because where do i go that i would meet someone i needed to date like it's just i see why people are like online but it just i and i felt that way i probably have said this to you before like when my yeah my oldest son played baseball and that was like ugh, it's just where i live is ridiculous <laughs> with sports but it was like all the parents were like, oh, you know, going shopping and having pool parties. And my my thought the whole time was like, I already have friends. My son mm-hmm. is playing baseball for him to play baseball, not for me to have this new social circle. Which is how a lot of parents are, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, okay, you know, if it happens organically, you know, if I meet some random person on vacation and we become friends, great. They're not going to be on Kristen and Joni level. You know what I mean? But okay, I have a new person I can chat to about what's going on here, what's going on there. So yeah, I, I don't know. And maybe that's a personality thing, but I just, I'm not one of those people that has 18 best friends because the admin involved with that, right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to be a terrible friend to 18 people, but I'm your really good friend to three people. So, Well, and I think it, it, your levels, you should like trademark that. That's pretty good because... I was talking sort of about that like last week where you you have the people that kind of know what's going on and then you have the like, I'll tell you if you like engage with me in Uh some way. And then you have the people like, please don't talk to me, but somehow we're friends. And then you have, you know, the top tier. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have these people and maybe you don't want them, but I'm going to tell you as somebody that has adamantly like spent my whole life trying not to let people help me, it is nice to have at least one or two people that I know will help me. Like, I know that if something went down and I'm like, Laura, I needed you here. She'd be like, Alex, I'm out. And she yeah. would, she would be here. Absolutely. And you know, and Joni and I had that this week. I was like, Hey, are you back in town? Cause she'd been on vacation. I was just starting up a chat with her. She's like, what's going on? What do you need? And no, dude, I was just checking on you. You know what I mean? So just your people that go from zero to 60 for you. Like it's, you know, it's awesome. And it, and I just feel like so many of us, and, and this ties back a lot to my coaching work, right? Like everybody's burned out. I mean, you go to the grocery store. Debbie um, that owns the yoga studio said this when she was on the podcast. People are just so starved for connection right now and community. <laughs> And they don't know where to go and they don't know where to find that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm giving a permission slip of like, if your friends are pissing you off, like find new friends, that's not, there are billions of people in this world and you don't have to be stuck with crappy people that don't serve your needs. So that's my, that's my first nugget. How about that? I'll just, I'll just move us right onto our box of nuggets. Like it just, Yeah. If your friend and you know, and I say that about anybody, if your partner is not providing what you need, why are you wasting? And I, Kristen knows this, but I've been really on this like life is short because I really feel like I maybe only have like 25 more years to live based on my family history. And so that's something I'm working through. But do I want to spend my last even 40 or 50 years being miserable? And no, I don't. And I know you feel that way, Kristen. It's just like, 
you know, find your people that are going to be your people and, and tell them you love them. Make it weird. That's what I've been doing for the last year. Like how many times have we texted? I love you. Good night. Like there were the last three months. <laughs> Oddly enough, didn't say it when we were sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> no, I know. We just fell asleep then. Cause we just knew telepathy. Oh but. my God. I slept so good there. Anyway, well, my <laughs> nugget is. We will uh, name my mattress until they start sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> the best. Like I came home and was like, we're getting one. Um, my little nugget is don't be afraid to let your good friends see who you like truly are. Yes. 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 That sounded like a Hallmark card. <laughs> no, because I, and I feel like that was us, like, because we were friends in college and not that we, we weren't good friends, but like, we really became friends when I went with you to Wisconsin and I met your family mm-hmm. because I knew how big of a step that, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll just pause right here. Laura's family is always around. If you are friends with me, you know, my family, <laughs> like this just my family's in it. Like it's fine. But you, it was like in a different state. It, again, it was kind of that compartmentalized, like not everybody knew all the stuff that your family was going through and, and all of that. and. I mean, that's when we really became close. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I'm co-signing that nugget. How about that? So because grandma taught you how to crochet. I mean, I always say. And so now she's like a crochet queen. And we need to know, we need everyone to know that they are, my mom's name is Rita and your grandma's name is Rita. And so yes. tell me that's not divine. <laughs> so now when I get real cheesy and I'll tell her, I'll be like, I'm not just proud of you. I'm Rita proud of you because yes. of both of them. You do. You're like the Ritas are so proud of you right now. And yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, just the last nugget that you cannot live this life like in a in your own head. Like it's not healthy. It's not uh, humans are social creatures, right? Like we're not meant to be alone. And so Whatever that looks. And I'm not saying it has to be a romantic relationship, like just some sort of relationship you need to have in your life. It could be your weird neighbor that you're best friends with. Whatever floats your boat is great, but just making sure that you are, you know, you're supported, that you have somebody outside of yourself that can bring you back if you need to be when you're the Tasmanian devil and you're spinning and (laughs) it's all going to poop. So. All right. Well, Kristen, I think on that note, that's our boss. Yes, I know. This was a fun chat. I knew this would be a little bit heavy, but I think we, we giggled a little bit through it. So it's okay. But it's my trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Trauma. That's me. So yeah. All right. Until next time. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. And we're so blessed with and people that really enjoy listening to us on our tirades. And um, I can't remember if you said it this podcast or last, but we are always taking suggestions if you all have things that you want to talk about um, as a woman, as a 30-something, 40-something, because we're we're deep in it too. So we, we're happy to share our two cents. But all right, everyone, we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Debbie's Divorces and Dividends. Find us on Instagram at D3WomensPod. I'm your host, Kristen Pickett. And I'm your host, Laura Mickler. D3 is recorded and edited by Aaron Winter at Winter Freed's Records. Have a great week, friends.